A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. For this Monday, October the 10th, my name is Cam Edwards. So glad that you're with us on the program today. we got another busy week in terms of our uh, right to keep and bear arms. We're watching the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, you know, last week, a, a federal judge in Syracuse, New York, Granted, a temporary restraining order blocking many parts of a New York's Concealed Carry Improvement Act from uh, remaining in effect, but he did allow the state of New York uh, three days to appeal that decision to the Second Circuit. The state of New York has announced its intent uh, to do just that, although the official appeal has not yet been filed, at least as I'm recording. But I do anticipate that it uh, it will be coming within that three-day window. I don't think New York is going to let a paperwork error uh, allow for their laws to uh, be unenforced for the uh, time being. So we're watching the Second Circuit this week. We're also watching another uh, a courtroom, this one 3,000 miles away or so from uh, Syracuse, New York, uh, where Santa Clara, Sheriff, Santa Clara County Sheriff Lori Smith is facing a civil trial uh, regarding allegations of corruption and graft when it came to the issuing of concealed carry licenses in Santa Clara County, uh, which is in the Bay Area, uh, not far from uh, San Jose, San Francisco, and it's a part of the state where it's been, traditionally, nearly impossible for the average citizen to obtain a concealed carry license. The allegations are that in Santa Clara County, if you knew the sheriff... Or perhaps if you were willing and able to uh, donate sizable figures to a re-election fund, well, you could get your concealed carry license. Not only is uh, Sheriff Lori Smith facing the civil trial, but a couple of her uh, top deputies are facing criminal charges uh, for these uh, allegations. And the trial officially began last week. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I started out my reporting career uh, in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and I, my first beat uh, as a reporter were uh, cops and courts, and then eventually uh, public schools, but cops and courts. And so I, I got to tell you, I have not wanted to sit through a trial. Sitting through trials can be really boring, but it has been a long time since I have thought to myself, boy, I would love to just be in this entire courtroom for the, for the whole hearing. Uh, unfortunately, given that this is 3,000 miles away from where I live, uh, it's not possible for me to cover the trial in person. But uh, there's been a lot of revealing information that has already come out. This trial is expected to last until November, so we still have a ways to go. Uh, but during the first week of testimony, we heard some pretty damning uh, evidence, including uh, one individual who is a tech titan uh, in uh, Silicon Valley. Describe his experience in getting a concealed carry permit. Chris Malachowski, who is the founder of NVIDIA, testified a week ago that when he filled out an application in 2014, he just left the uh, good cause requirement blank. <laughs> so under California law, right, you're not supposed to get a concealed carry license unless you can demonstrate some sort of justifiable need or, or a good cause to carry, right? Somebody's threatening me. Uh, I have a lot of a lot of cash on me at night as I'm making deposits. Your right of self-defense wasn't seen as good enough in Santa Clara County. Actually, in the state of California, although there were some 
county sheriffs, and, and there continue to be county sheriffs who have always said, yeah, you know what, your right of self-defense, that's a good enough cause for me. That wasn't the case in Santa Clara County. Uh, and so Chris Malachowski doesn't fill out the section of his application requiring him to show good cause, and it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter because he still received his license. Meanwhile, there were two criminal defense attorneys who had no ties or support of Sheriff Smith, who reported serious and violent threats uh, that were made to their lives. They testified about applying for concealed carry permits in the last decade. They described getting the runaround from the Santa Clara County Sheriff's Office, being sent a form response, citing the excuse of a huge application backlog, or getting no response, despite multiple attempts at follow-up. Sometimes they experienced all three. Malachowski, meanwhile, who is a donor, yeah, he gets his concealed carry license. No questions asked. In fact, not even having to fill out the entire form. But meanwhile, you've got these defense attorneys who are saying, listen, we've got threats being made against our life. I would really like to be able to carry a firearm for self-defense. And if they hear back from the sheriff's office, it's just, again, that standard form. Well, we're uh, processing your application as quickly as we can, but we've got a huge backlog. There were no backlogs in Santa Clara County. Because there were very few applications overall, because most people knew that they were going to be denied. Now, we've also heard previously that in many cases, when Sheriff Smith or her deputies didn't want to approve a permit, they just kind of tucked it in a drawer and left the application there. Sometimes they wouldn't even communicate to the applicant that they had been denied because they were just left in limbo. Now, one of the defense attorneys who uh, testified at the uh, trial last week said that uh, she applied for a third time last year, only to once again be stonewalled. She said that the violent threat that she faces from a former spouse, quote, continues today. And while she's being denied, Malachowski testified he never actually carried once he had his permit, and he let it lapse because he, quote, didn't like the responsibility of it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, as the uh, East Bay Times reports, Malachowski's testimony shielded from criminal prosecution under a grant of immunity from the San Mateo County Superior Court Judge Nancy Feynman. She's presiding over Smith's trial. Uh, the San Francisco DA's office is prosecuting because of uh, various conflicts declared by the local court and in uh, Santa Clara County. One of the other uh, uh, key witnesses this past week uh, was an individual who is... Uh, also facing criminal charges, but he testified under a grant of immunity in this civil trial. His name is uh, Harpeet Chada. Uh, and he donated a luxury box uh, at the arena where the San Jose Sharks play. Uh, donated the use of that luxury suite to the sheriff's office. Sheriff Smith and a group of uh, friends and supporters actually used it to celebrate her re-election win in 2018. Uh, and again, he has been described in a, a separate criminal indictment uh, as uh, doing so, in essence, as a bribe uh, in order to speed up the renewal of his concealed carry license. Now, he has said that's not the case, says that uh, he routinely gave away access to that suite to uh, local law enforcement officers and groups, uh, and uh, said again, this isn't evidence of uh, any sort of uh, misdeed or, or wrongdoing, much less uh, bribery on his part. However, according to uh, testimony, prosecutors in both the criminal and the civil cases have drawn attention to the fact that Chanda's secretary in the sheriff's office had gone back and forth for two years over the renewal of his permit, which emails described as being perpetually on hold. 
which is something that we had talked about just a couple minutes ago, right? You don't want to approve it. You just eh, keep it on hold forevermore. And it was formally issued to him. It finally, you know, started moving uh, two days before the February 14th, 2019 Sharks game that Smith and her supporters attended. Yeah. He says donations of the suite were often done to uh, fill out unused game and event dates that weren't occupied by his business clients and family, and he reaffirmed that stance uh, on, uh, on the stand. He says it was a very big burden off of me, saying that he uh, generally preferred to see the suit, uh, suite used rather than let it go to waste. Uh, fine. Uh, that's understandable. However, <laughs> as the East Bay Times points out, other testimony like that of the former executive assistant uh, to uh, Chada Kim Borland, suggested that Chada did get preferential treatment, including not having to complete a required firearms proficiency exam at the sheriff's gun range. Yeah. So again, it sure seems like if you were a donor to Sheriff Smith's re-election campaigns, you stood a better chance. I won't say it was a guarantee that you got your permit. But you stood a much better chance, it seems, of getting one. And even at a time in which applicants with a clear need to carry in self-defense, forget about the fact that it's their right, under the previous rules in California, they had demonstrated good cause to carry. And they were still, again, left in this legal limbo. Maybe because they weren't ponying up the cash to get the sheriff reelected. Now, this is a civil trial. As I mentioned, uh, Sheriff Smith's uh, top deputies are facing criminal charges. Smith is facing a civil trial. Uh, if she is convicted at civil trial, she would have to leave office. Um, what's interesting is that Sheriff Smith already said she's not running for reelection. She is resigning, uh, in essence, uh, I think in early January. Uh, I think that's when the next sheriff will take over. So this is a matter of, at best, forcing Smith out of office a few weeks before she leaves. Um, now, the criminal charges against her underlings, those remain intact as well. And uh, hopefully those cases will proceed even further. I'd like to think that this is a moot point. Now that the Supreme Court has struck down these good cause requirements, I'd like to think that this is something we don't have to deal with anymore. Unfortunately, I don't think that's the case. You know, we've already seen in New York uh, attempts to uh, establish new subjective standards, right? Well, we got to make sure you are of a good moral character, right? Uh, in Massachusetts, they're using that same sort of uh, language uh, to once again uh, use arbitrary and subjective standards to approve or deny concealed carry licenses. And I suspect that in uh, some California counties, that is going to be the case as well. You know, we uh, saw the anti-gunners have a bit of a hang-up in uh, California. They wanted to pass uh, emergency legislation that would have enacted all kinds of sweeping new restrictions on the right to carry in uh, California, which is already pretty restricted, by the way. Uh, but there was some internal politicking that led to the defeat of that bill uh, in the California legislature. So they're going to bring it back. Uh, here in a couple of months. And I do expect, again, that we are going to see uh, Democrats in California abuse and ignore the Supreme Court's decision in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, again, in order to prevent as many people as possible 
from exercising the right to carry. And one of the ways that they'll do that, again, is through the use of arbitrary standards whenever and wherever they can get away with it. As we've seen, not only in Santa Clara County, as we've seen in New York City, as we've seen in other California jurisdictions and other major issue jurisdictions around the country, this arbitrary and subjective authority that can be used to deny people their Second Amendment rights opens the door for graft and corruption. It enables graft and corruption. It doesn't excuse any uh, graft or corruption uh, committed on the part of law enforcement officers, but we can make sure that they don't have the opportunity to indulge in these types of crimes by foreclosing that possibility and mandating that if applicants meet the statutory requirements, they meet the training requirements, they pass a background check, they get their concealed carry license. When you remove that discretion from county sheriffs, you also remove the opportunity for the type of graft and corruption that is alleged in Santa Clara County. And it is long past time that the state of California and every other may issue jurisdiction out there do this, not just because we want to make sure that uh, we don't have graft and bribery taking place in our law enforcement agencies, but again, fundamentally, because these laws are depriving tens of millions of Americans of their constitutional right to keep and bear arms. Now, let's turn our attention to today's arms set. We, by the way, will keep following the uh, trial of Sheriff Lori Smith there in uh, Santa Clara County, California, and we will update you uh, at Bearing Arms uh, as best we can until this trial concludes and a verdict has been reached. All right, now let's turn our attention to today's armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there. It's not a recidivist report, uh, per se. I don't believe this individual has uh, any previous crimes, but it is a sentence that has left me scratching my head anyway. A uh, Jefferson City, Missouri man sentenced to probation for shooting at a vehicle with somebody inside, by the way. Um, 18-year-old DeAndre Hughes pleaded guilty to a charge of second-degree assault, which is a felony, uh, in uh, Jefferson City last week and was sentenced to five years of supervised probation. Jefferson County Police Department, or excuse me, Jefferson City Police Department, says that officers were called back out on March the 6th for a report of shots fired. Uh, DeAndre Hughes was reportedly attempting to fight another individual after being driven to the area. The victim in that case was in another vehicle that was leaving. And as that vehicle was pulling away, authorities said Hughes stood in the roadway, took out a gun, and fired several shots, reportedly intending to hurt the victim. The victim and the vehicle were not struck, but the intent was there. So why on earth is DeAndre Hughes walking away with probation after this? Um, investigators interviewed the person who drove Hughes to the shooting. He said that she had driven her there because a fight was supposed to take place. She said uh, Hughes tried to fight the victim uh, and confirmed that when the victim drove away, Hughes produced a handgun, fired several rounds. I, 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 I don't get it. I don't get it. I know it was a first offense. I know the, uh, uh, you know, Supervised probation theoretically means that uh, young Mr. Hughes is going to have uh, eyes on him over the next few years. And if he commits another crime, then he could be sentenced to uh, prison for this original offense. I know all that. I also know how unlikely it is that those things are going to happen because we have seen time and time again that even when someone on probation is arrested and charged with an additional crime, not always do we see probation revoked. Or if we do, 
they're put in jail for a couple of months as opposed to, you know, fulfilling the original sentence. I, again, I'm just I'm just puzzled by this. Seems to me like uh, if you want to cut down on uh, juveniles and young adults committing violent offenses, I don't know, maybe you provide some consequences when they were arrested, charged, convicted, or plead guilty to those violent offenses. Meanwhile, in Pennsylvania, today's armed citizen story, Bucks County, where police say a shooter acted in self-defense in an uh, incident in which two people were killed, another was injured, outside of a, a bar over the weekend. Uh, this was, uh, again, originally described as a, a triple shooting, uh, but police say that the uh, shooter in this case not expected to uh, face any charges. This was uh, about 11.30 Friday night. Police responded to several calls for a shooting in the parking lot of the Steam Pub in uh, Upper Southampton, Pennsylvania. Uh, one of the people who called was the individual who fired those shots. He was there on scene when police arrived. He cooperated with officers there. Uh, two men were found dead when officers arrived. A third victim, a, a, or a third individual, a 24-year-old man, also struck in the shooting, but suffered non-life-threatening injuries. A 30-year-old Stephen Panabiak of uh, Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, 28-year-old Raymond Farrell of Philadelphia, were the two individuals who were killed. Upper Southampton Police Chief Dominic Vericello uh, told Fox 29 in Philadelphia during the investigation it was shown that the 21-year-old uh, shooter, who is a licensed concealed carry holder, acted in self-defense. And police say at this point they do not expect any charges to be filed against that 21-year-old, who, by the way, I, you know, I, one of the conversation we've been having quite a bit lately is uh, how old do you have to be to exercise your Second Amendment rights? I, I don't see any reason why this 21-year-old should not have been ex- able to exercise his right to bear arms in self-defense when he was 20. Uh, but we hear all the time, right, that young adults just uh, aren't responsible enough to uh, handle their Second Amendment rights. Well, here's a 21-year-old who apparently did have the presence of mind to uh, act in lawful self-defense against multiple attackers on Friday night. We'll keep our eyes on this story as well, bring any details as it become available. Finally today, our good deed of the day out in uh, California, where a woman in Vacaville, California, is uh, safe today after she was attacked on a bike trail. Uh, saved, this woman was, uh, by a uh, crew of inmates and an officer who, were, uh, who was supervising that uh, crew of inmates as they were doing like trash pickup, I guess, on a, a trail. Crazy. Um, Joe Baptista is a, a resident of Vacaville, and he says generally the trail's pretty peaceful. He says uh, it's actually very, very rare for someone to be attacked on this walk. Well, rare or not, it happened. Uh, it was uh, last Tuesday, a 33 year old woman was walking her dog when she was stabbed uh, by an 18 year old assailant. Uh, according to uh, a police, 18 year old DeMarco Ross Parker. Uh, stabbed the woman uh, as uh, this uh, cleanup crew from the California Department of Corrections Rehabilitation were nearby. They saw what happened, and both the officer overseeing that cleanup crew and the crew itself uh, ended up taking down the suspect, uh, not only helping the woman and waiting for police to arrive, but the uh, crew detained Parker, uh, who was then restrained with handcuffs belonging to the corrections officer. Um, officers now apparently are boosting patrol along the uh, bike trail there in Vacaville, but you know, I, uh, would hope that again, incidents like this would reinforce, um, 
your ability to be able to protect yourself, right? Uh, Vacaville, I believe, is one of those parts of the state where, generally speaking, it is not too hard to get a concealed carry license. Uh, and hopefully it'll be even easier now for law-abiding citizens to do so because uh, you can't always expect that there's going to be a law enforcement officer or even a corrections officer and a cleanup crew around uh, when you are the victim of a violent crime. Chances are the only person who's going to be able to put a stop to that attack is you. Now, that's going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. I do appreciate you being a part of the program today, as always. I would also encourage you to head over to BearingArms.com throughout the day. As I said, we've got a lot of stuff going on this week. We're going to keep you updated on each and every item that impacts your right to keep and bear arms. Uh, Updating the website constantly throughout the day. If you like what you see, I'd also encourage you to become a VIP member. All you have to do is go to BearingArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS. And you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. As our way of saying thanks for showing your support, we're going to give you exclusive content, news stories, and analysis you won't find anywhere else because your support does make a difference, and it really does matter. So thank you very much again. We'll be back here tomorrow. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Monday as best as you can. Have a great Tuesday. Be safe, be well, and be free. <laughs>